The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Welcome to uh, Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, Moon Knight uh, with uh, me, Mark Spector. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, in me, Stephen Grant. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, if you don't know, this is spitting spoilers. Uh, spitting spoilers, spitting strange, strange. It's not even spitting strange because this is Mar. Well, for Marvel, this is a little bit more this strange. Is, this is some B side shit for them, but. But anyways, for us, it was awesome. This was pretty cool. I thought it was a great show all around. There is some uh, ish- we have we have some critiques on it, of course. But we'll yep. get we'll get to that. Uh, but this is spitting spoilers for Moon Knight of everything. We finally get to it. Sorry, by the way, about missing the last <laughs> weekends. <laughs> We're gonna do a double double weekend this weekend. We have dude, this one, dude. We went to the zoo and I was just so tired. Oh like, yeah, you for looked sure. At me, you looked at me and you're all like, yeah, we can just. Do it tomorrow, and I started laughing because I knew I was gonna. Pass <laughs> Wasn't out. gonna happen. I knew I was gonna pass out, and I did. I fell asleep. Uh huh. But anyways, uh, we have a double episode uh, lineup ready for this weekend. We have this one today, whenever or whenever you're listening to it, and the next one, which we'll leave for tomorrow or <laughs> yeah, whenever for, you want to leave for it. tomorrow or whenever you want to <coughs> listen to it yeah. really so so anyways this is about moon knight which by the way was a really interesting different take for marvel to do and it I was in the right direction more like marvel's first disney plus intro to the tvma series oh yeah like i that that was a great thing for them to do uh to finally you know diversify their content from just family stuff to like a- adult stuff you know what i mean i I, I can't express this more that I think um, I think going darker is a great thing for uh, Marvel. We've talked about this on Doctor Strange, if you haven't listened to that one. Doctor Strange 2, by the way. Or Doctor Strange Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange Mom, um, if but, you guys want to look that up. But um, I talked about how dark it was, and I thought it was a good idea, because Mar- MCU has been around for basically more than a decade now. Yeah, and, it's like closer to 15 years. Yeah, and people who probably watched those when they were kids, like starting off with Iron Man back in 20, 2008, are now like full-grown adults and stuff like that. And Marvel, of course, like when you look at, like think about it, you put it with Disney, you think, oh, family-friendly. And I think a lot of people put that behind it, and that's why a lot of, you get a lot of kids that go well, to no, these that's why too. Disney ha- owns so many <clears throat> proprietaries, because uh-huh. they don't want to release rated R movies under the Disney label. They want to do it under something that they own. Yes. You know what I mean? So uh, they'll, they'll own Star Wars, you know what I mean, and uh, Lucasfilms. Yeah. You know, and then they'll release something rated R under Lucasfilms instead of Disney. Yeah. I just I, I feel like they could like branch out and do more, but people are so honed on them sticking with the family brand. Which I think Disney doesn't have to stick with the family they brand don't. all the time. They don't. Like they have 
more money than Netflix. Yeah, you know, more money, at, they have more money than almost any company in the world at this point. They're getting up there. They're 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 in the top five at this point. So like, they're they're winning. They're, <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's just like this is a good step, and it's the same thing with Doctor Strange too, where I think it's a good step for them to move into more darker themes because with the stuff that they're gonna bring out soon, they're gonna get you know, heavy. It's, it's not just darker themes. It's more <clears throat> it's more realistic. Themes. More realistic themes. Because, yeah. you know, like, this person is dealing with a real disorder that real people have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they did it respectfully. Yeah. Like, and I didn't... You know, I'm not part of that community, obviously. You know what I mean? But um, as, as, a, as a third-party onlooker, I didn't feel that they were leaning any sort of way or making you think any other sort of thing you know what i mean like they they really went through how it is like a a trauma-based scenario yes you know what i mean and uh they yeah i just think that they did an exceptional job i i like where if they do this more with the next ones although we saw trailers for some of more questionable stuff coming out yeah i'm not really excited about she hulk (laughs) i looked at her face and she looked like uh princess fiona dude it looks it it, it feels it it, the, it's the, like it's like a Shrek series. The pacing feels weird from the trailer, and I can see what they're. I think they're this trying to pa- pander Shrek. to. I feel like they're trying to pander to something, and I don't. Want, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Anyways, the watermelon smashers. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Anyways, uh, Moon Knight's ratings are four four point seven. Is what I was about to say. They are four point seven. That is it. Uh, no, well, actually, it's four point six out of five on Google. But uh, um, out of five, yeah, out of five, yeah, but seven point four out of ten on IMDb, eighty-seven percent audience critic score, ninety-two percent audience Rotten Tomatoes, and also ninety-two percent on uh, Google. Yeah, yeah. So uh, relatively well received, you know. Uh, people are like, this is an A B show. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. it's not a C D show. Although it is only six episodes, each one's like fifty minutes long. But which is which is part of my criticism is that it's only six episodes. Wish it had two more episodes. Yeah, yeah. It, they definitely could have uh, added some more information in there about afterwards, like where we were going beyond it, like the characters. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just giving us some sort of idea of when he was going to appear next. Because they they originally marketed it as a limited series, uh, so that it could win awards, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, so but... so they, they put in nominations for a limited series, but uh, as of recent, like have changed the fact. It's it's that might it's, be it might be a, a have a second season. Right, that it's labeled as a limited series. So, yeah. well, we shall see. Uh, but it only has six episodes, and they are pretty like the we don't have good. We were using wiki again because I can't find actually good. Fucking wiki, dude. It's fine. We'll, we'll fill in the blanks as we go. Um, <clears throat> so um, uh, I think that the way that we're going to end up doing this is that um, you, we'll, we'll read, you know, each episode's, like, um, little plot synopsis here. And then I have a couple of, like, Easter eggs and stuff that you may have missed, like, while you were watching the episode that I'm going to chime in with afterwards before we continue to the next episode. Yes. So... Uh, without further ado, we're gonna go over episode one of Moon Knight, and this one is called The Goldfish Problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you'll learn about why it's called that. Everyone yeah. has a reason why it's called... Each one has a reason why it's called what it is. As usual. But. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, so <clears throat> I'll start on the first one. Uh, Stephen Grant works at the British Museum in London, where he hopes to become a tour guide using his knowledge of ancient Egypt. Uh, after going to sleep one night, he wakes up in the Austrian Alps <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. witnesses a cult meeting led by Arthur Harrow, a.k.a. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. With hair. Yeah, Stephen Grant played by Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He's a legendary actor at this point. Uh, who demand- So Arthur Harrow is demanding a scarab Grant unknowingly has in his possession. Uh, as he attempts to escape, he has several blackouts and hears a mysterious voice in his head before waking up in his home. Grant realizes that two days have passed since he went to sleep. Yeah, no, this. so the way they set up, the way he shifts in and out of like sleep and stuff, it's like he... I don't want to say have a seizure, but it's kind of like that, uh, where he's his eyes roll back and stuff like that, and he faints, and then he just wakes up like a second later, and everything is different. That's right. how they, that's how they've shown it. That's and, just kind of how they've shown it because they've been showing it from Stephen Grant's uh, perspective. Perspective, right? And they don't show what happens when he blacks out, <laughs> right? Exactly. And and he's already like beaten up. Like they three don't show dudes. what or who happens uh, when he blacks out. Is a is a better statement. Isn't this the one where he's like literally in the car? And he's like driving, and there's like, uh, yeah, firing. like they're they're firing, and then he passes out, like passes this, out, and, and then he, and, and then the car is covered. backwards round, <laughs> right? And then they're they're upside down behind him, he's covered in blood and like breathing all heavy, <laughs> and he's like, where in the fuck? Like you know, he's like, what in the fuck just happened? Passes man? out again, it happens again, it right? Just... And he wakes back up in his in his apartment, and uh-huh. he's just like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so crazy, so, uh, d- dude! It's nuts. Disorienting. The it's extremely disorienting, and it like it, it's a good. It's a good representation of disassociative identity disorder uh-huh. in, yeah. in general. So, um, anyway, uh, two days have passed. He finds a hidden phone and key card in his apartment and receives a call from the most frequent number in the phone's call log. It turns out to be a woman named Layla who addresses him as Mark. He's like, I'm not fucking Mark. I'm Steven. I'm Steven. Hooray. Uh, the next day at work, Grant is confronted by Harrow, who followed him all the way from the Austrian Alps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because when he was in there, he, he tries to escape because he... Oh, yeah, no. You already talked about the Scarab thing yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and he's just like, I don't understand what's... He, this whole town is just like... They they like snap. They've been judged. Yeah. They like, s- he grabs their <laughs> arm and then a little judge... It's a cult town. Yeah, it's 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 a cult it's a cult town, but a, a scale goes up and down, and he's like, ah, oh, you're guilty, and then they burn into ash. They, and they, they don't they burn f- into ash. They're like their soul is sucked from their fucking body, and they oh, yeah, turn oh, into yeah, a, like yeah. a dry husk. Yeah, and the what color is the souls? Like blue. It's blue. Yeah. yeah. Like the, so, like a blue a blue soul flies out, you know, uh-huh. and you'll 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 see more of that later, <laughs> uh-huh. with big with big uh big big uh mech fights, I guess. Mech. It's not even big mech fights. Yeah. It's 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 god fight kaiju <laughs> kaiju fight there you go it's yeah. a fucking kaiju fight anyways uh, yeah but anyway um yeah he, he was confronted by arthur harrow uh yeah 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 he yeah, was confronted yeah. at harrow uh and reveals that harrow is a servant of the egyptian goddess amit and uh grant escapes from harrow but is forced to remain at work that night on his own to make up for being late Harrow summons a jackal-like creature to attack yeah. Grant, uh, which you can't see uh, with with the naked eye. Um, no, he's the only one that sees it. Well, right, right, right. Yeah. But like you find out later on, you find like, out in episode that, two that you cannot see it with the naked eye. Yeah. Like it, it's only who. That's it's the been. first. That's the first sentence of the second of the second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but uh, anyway, Harold summons the jackal, and uh, his gets, reflection asks to take control of his body. In a bathroom. In a bathroom. He, he gets trapped in there. Yes. <clears throat> and Grant agrees, transforming into a cloaked warrior who kills the jackal. Yeah, Mark is like, give me the body, Stephen. Right. If you want to survive, you got to give me the body. Give bodies. me the body, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> And, so, and, of course, you got Moon Knight. They call it Cloaked Warrior, but you know who it is. It's Moon Knight coming through, beating the fuck out of the Jackal. By the way, the Jackal is uh, uh, pretty pretty terrifying. They do a good job of making it. It's like, it's like uh, Wendigo-like. Yeah, kind of. <clears throat> On all fours, very primal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway, I have a couple of uh, little Easter eggs that were in there. So... Uh, the QR code that was on the wall uh, whenever Ethan... Uh, Ethan. Oh, my God. I was thinking about Ethan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Whenever Steven, sorry, Steven. was in the museum. Uh, actually, if you scan that on your TV, it takes you to a copy of uh, Werewolf by Night number 32, which is actually the debut of Moon Knight as a character in uh, comic book yes. So, like, you could actually do that and find it. Werewolf and, by Night is also possibly being made into a live action series. Right. Which would add Moon Knight even further uh-huh. into the MCU. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there was a little bit of fore- foreshadowing in this episode. Um, so her conversation with Steven hints the fate. It says, speaking of that schoolgirl. Speaking of that schoolgirl. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. See, we, we I know, I know. We have such a backlog we here, waited. and this is one of the backlogs. And when we wait, we just forget some uh, details. Did it suck for you getting rejected from the field of reeds? And then in episode five, uh, Moon Knight faces the same fate, like with the field of reeds, uh-huh. which we'll get to. Uh, but they also foreshadowed in the goldfish tank, which I didn't even notice. But we I had to go back. We didn't even talk about the goldfish thing yet. But that like, uh, well, yeah, yeah, like. Uh, he gets back and his goldfish is entirely like different. It's a different goldfish, and he notices it because of like the little fin issue. Right, exactly. He had a little fin, and he's like, "Someone replaced my goldfish." Without me knowing, exactly. Uh, And it's been two days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, it says Gus the goldfish is important for another reason because if you look in his tank. The decorations foreshadow events that are to come in the series. So, uh, due to Stephen's love of Egyptology, this tank features items like a pyramid and Terrorwet's boat, uh, which both show up in later episodes uh, of the episode. Nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. So nice. I thought that was I like pretty cool. Easter eggs. So when do you I. Add them. I love that. They they build onto the story, especially if they include a way to enhance continuity. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, yeah, just look back here. Look, we included little hints in the beginning. I'll uh-huh. be like, oh, yeah. By the way, known. episode two, summon the suit. Uh, so it pulls off right where uh, the last one ended, where Grant, Stephen Grant, I don't know why they just don't call him Stephen, uh, is blamed for the damage caused by the jackal creature, which he tries to say, no, 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 that thing was real. And they're like, well, we got some camera footage here, and there is nothing. He's just running, and there's nothing following him. Right. Yeah. And then he's fired. <laughs> he just looks crazy really just <laughs> running through and knocking everything over uh-huh yeah so he's fired because like he destroyed some priceless artifacts a little bit uh he uses the key card to act- access a storage locker where he finds the scarab uh the storage is this oh yeah well he speaks with the respect with his reflection mark and 
Mark? Yeah, Mark. Another identity in Grant's body that introduces himself as the American mercenary Mark Spector, a current avatar of the Egyptian moon god Khonshu. Khonshu. Um, oh, it just jumps over it. Okay, so when he's in the storage locker, there's this whole scene where he's running away from it, and then like the lights are shutting off, and Khonshu is just like... Right. Standing there. And being <laughs> ominous. <laughs> like, being a fucking creep. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. And then they got a freeze yeah. frame. I don't know. The freeze frame was a little, little, little something. Yeah. But, uh, whatever. Uh, Grant is confronted by Layla, Spectre's wife, apparently, who is unaware of Grant's existence be- before being arrested by police officers working for Harrow. Yeah, so she's, like, just in his apartment, just, like, chilling with him and stuff, and he's, like, going over, yeah, I've lived here for a while. I- oh, yeah, by the way, he talks to his mom on the phone in this. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's something that should be mentioned is that this man has a regular he has uh, a re- relationship with his family with his, with his mom yeah with my mom yeah uh, Stephen's mom Stephen's mom exactly. uh, but yeah no he's really into Egypt Egyptology 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 um, so yeah uh, which also Layla is too uh, but yeah no she gets arrested by uh, police officers working for Haro it's been a while since I've watched the show so it's all just coming back to me in pieces. Right. Uh, Haro reveals that he wants Conchu's previous avatar until he chose what? Haro reveals that he he, w- he was Conchu's previous avatar until he chose to follow Amit. Okay. See, I read that wrong. Okay. He explains that he wants to use the scarab to find Amit's tomb to resurrect her, so that she can purge humanity of evil by wiping it out. Out everyone who has or will commit evil deeds. So essentially, this is a person who will just judge people before they even commit the acts they they are apparently being uh, judged for. Uh, so that could include old people, children, babies, uh, the, the uh, people with uh, disability, anybody, literally anybody. Right. So yeah. And who's to say what their rules are for bad things? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like- yeah. Yeah, what's what's the fine line? What's the line between good and bad? Right, there uh, is no fine line. She's just like, I want the souls so I can get bigger. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Layla rescues Grant, uh, but Haro summons another jackal creature for them, the, uh, uh, which Layla cannot see, but Grant can. Uh, Grant manages to summon a suit of his own to fight the jackal. So while he doesn't want Steve and uh, Mark to come out because he doesn't want... It's a to- noticeably different suit, by the way, than the first suit that we saw in the series whenever they transformed. Yeah, so the reason why he, Grant is not letting Mark out is because he... Not Grant. Steven isn't letting Mark out. They call him Grant in this, and I hate it. They they don't let Steven. He doesn't. Steven doesn't let Mark out is because he doesn't want him killing people. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and and he doesn't want that anymore. So instead, he takes over. I guess Conchu decides. Okay, I'm gonna give him my own power. Give him my powers for his own, and gets his own suit, which is a little bit more dapper than what we got before. Right. Right. <laughs> He look. He looks absolutely chuffed in his new outfit. Uh huh. And, so. and I like the way he like squares up and then. I fight. know. I know. Like he's like, put him up. Put him yeah, up. You know that type boxer. of thing. And he's, right. It was comedy like. And people were uh, filming him, and he's just he looks demented. He's just like fighting in thin air. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Wa- wa- but there's also like a hint of supernatural because you can see like the bus bu- bus 
bus? Yeah, bus there was rocking. A, there was a bus uh, in that scene, actually. And the number on the bus was actually 32, which mm-hmm. is the number comic that he was in for Werewolf by Night. Ah, I see. And then also uh, on the bus, there was an ad for the GRC, the Global Reparati- uh, Reparation Council. And the, it's the council that was introduced in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's responsible for reuniting victims of Thanos' snap with their families. Okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was just a, a little uh you know immersion right there for you yeah but while he's fighting the jackal uh he is overpowered and he, uh by the jackal but he allows uh mark to take control again uh mark of course kills the jackal like hardcore kills it i think he like, gets like impaled if i recall uh because he's like they're running across like buildings and stuff like that if right. i recall and it gets impaled on like a spike uh, and he, but he loses the scarab to Haro. Kanchu threatens to claim Layla as his next next avatar if Mark fails to stop Haro, though. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so there was a couple little Easter eggs that were in there as well. So um, whenever he was taking stuff out of that storage locker, the passport actually says uh, like Mark Specter on it, but. Mark's birthday is listed as March 9th, which is actually Oscar Isaac's birthday. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was pretty funny. Uh, And then also there's another QR code in this episode that I didn't even catch. You know what I mean? Uh, And this one, it's at 8 minutes and 26 seconds. And you could download Werewolf by Night 33. Okay. (laughs) So uh, that's that's pretty cool that that you can do that. But moving on, episode wise. We're on episode three now, the friendly type. It's the friendly type. type. Harrow and his followers discover the location of Amit's tomb in the Egyptian desert. Middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. In Cairo, Spectre and Grant both experience blackouts while tracking a lead to Harrow's location. So that's important because they're both like, yeah, so was they're, that you? No. So they was were, that you? No. They were trying to follow these men back to Harrow, and at the same time, these men, I think, were trying to get away from them. Uh, but apparently, Grant, no, Stephen was having blackouts, and these two of them were fucking just dead. And one of them was just being held over a, a cliff. And then apparently he blacked out. Uh, I think Stephen came back through. Uh, not Stephen. Mark came back through, and they, they both were like, "Yeah, this that was, wasn't me. It that wasn't, wasn't me. me. I didn't like, do this. I did not do this, dude. Yeah. Like it wasn't me." And you're like, "Oh fuck, there's another one." And then you're just like trying to figure out which one is like actually the real one at this point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which eventually we do get there. But like at this point, I was just like, "Oh my god, they're introducing a third personality." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know which one is the real one. Yep. So, like, it, it's all up in there, and then I'm like, oh, God, are they going to go all, you know, split with this shit? And there's, like, fucking girls in there, too. Like, just... Well, we'll see. I don't girl. know exactly. I think You know what I mean, though? <laughs> like, I was getting major split vibes. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I'm yeah, kind of yeah, scared yeah. right now. Yeah. I liked it, though. <laughs> but anyway, um, Spectre and Grant both experienced blackouts while tracking a lead to Harrow's location. After failing to gain information, Khonshu calls a council between his fellow Egyptian gods and their avatars to warn them of Harrow's plans. Inside the pyramid of Inside fucking Giza. Inside the pyramid of Giza. And Harrow just strolls in. He's like, nah, wasn't me. Sorry. And the, and all the gods are like, no, okay, it wasn't him. Like, and <laughs> and Ste- I think Stephen Steven was in control, and he is like being manipulated by Khonshu to speak, and it was just, it did not feel right. Right. Uh, so, uh, Hathor's avatar, Yatsil, tells Spectre to find the sarcophagus of a medjay who knew the location of Amit's tomb. 
Uh, Layla finds Spectre and takes him to meet with Anton Margart. Mogart. Mogart. I said Margart. 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 An acquaintance who owns the sarcophagus. Um, Harold arrives and destroys it. Uh, they're skipping over the the fact that they found like information on the little. They found information on these little like uh, uh, pieces of canvas that chart stars or something like that. Yeah, and of and course, it, and, it, and it points to a specific night. It led into like a fight between them and 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 Anton and and all that stuff. And then, yeah, and then everybody like, ended up. And dead. then Harrow came in and killed a lot of people. Yep. <clears throat> Because he's got this staff that has, like, power. Like, yeah, he has Amit's power. Amit's power, yeah. So, um, Grant assembles some of the sarcophagus fragments into a star map, but it is 2,000 years out of date. Yep. Uh, Kanchu was like, I'm going to jail for this, but... And then flips the night sky back 2,000 years. <laughs> it's just, like, everybody's standing up. I wonder... How, I want to see how everybody Maybe else like- was reacting. <laughs> because I showed you a meme where it's, like, Doctor Strange has a deal with now right. Wanda, and then he looks up in the sky, and then he looks and up like in the sky, spinning. and it's fucking 2,000 years before, and he's like, it doesn't feel right here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, though. Uh, so, Kanchu uses his powers to briefly turn back the night's guy to correct to the correct night allowing grant and layla to find amit's tomb the other gods imprison Kanshu in a new shabdi for this it's a stone like figure piece. It's, yeah it's like a stone thing that with carvings on the outside that is meant to hold a god yep. or a goddess but uh leaving grant and specter's body without Kanshu's powers yes yes, yes. so uh mark and uh, uh, Stephen have no powers at this point. They're a little left in the B, if you this, know what I mean. This episode, episode four, was released on 420. Right. Yeah, it was released. It's called The Tomb. Um, so, um, uh, just like in episode two, uh, this one only has one little thing in there. Uh-huh. Uh, Layla's passport is actually the actress's birthday as well. Nice. So, uh, like yeah, it, not the right year. Uh-huh. Uh, well, order. of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's cool. Anyways, the tomb. Uh, Grant, uh, Stephen, and Layla find a deserted campsite at the location of Amit's tomb, which is a maze, which is a maze in the shape of the Eye of Horus, which, of course, Grant figured out because he's super fucking smart in Egyptology. Um, the they discover that some of Haro's men have been killed by undead Egyptian priests. <laughs> who then attack uh, Stephen and Layla. Layla defeats the priest, but encounters Harrow at the same time, who claims that Mark was one of the mercenaries who murdered her archaeologi- ar- <laughs> archaeologist father, uh, Abdallah El... I'm not good with last names. I always tell this, say this. Abdullah El Foley. Yes, thank you. Uh, Stephen finds the tomb and discovers that Amit's last avatar was Alexander the Great, and he retrieves Amit's Upshapti from inside Alexander's body. Uh, Layla angrily confronts Mark, who reveals that his partner killed Layla's father, and Mark himself bef- wait. Oh yeah, and Mark himself before Kanchi revived Mark as his uh, avatar. So essentially, it's like a whole scene where like they're on a, a mission out in the desert, and her father is killed, and then he's like shot, and he like goes up to like a uh, a holy site of Kanchu, and like when the moon is just right, right, and stuff like that, and made like a deal with him. Um, but yeah. uh, uh, you know. I'm, I was reading ahead, and they don't really talk about the fact that Steven slash Mark 
has flashes of being in a psychiatric hospital. Oh yeah. And going through uh a, a counseling experience with uh Arthur Harrow as the psychiatrist. We haven't gotten to the yeah, that will be episode 5 which we will get to very soon. Are you sure that yeah. it didn't happen at the end of this? Because like at the end of this episode, he w- he was shot, and then like he... they woke up and they were in a in a thing, and then yeah, I and think that so. that was the very yeah, end yeah, of it. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. don't there they... It, it it hasn't gotten to that yet. I haven't. Uh, no, it doesn't talk about it. Oh no no no, it kind of does talk about it a bit. Yeah, so like right here, Layla confronts uh, Specter, blah blah blah. Who Hero arrives and shoots Mark, who wakes up in a psychiatric hospital populated by people from his life. Yeah, but it says nothing about anything else. After escaping from Harrow, he appears as a therapist in the hospital. Mark finds Stephen in a separate body trapped in a sarcophagus. Right, but they don't talk about it going back and forth between the two characters because sometimes Mark is there and sometimes Stephen is there. And he's talking to them back and forth for several episodes and it says nothing else about that. Like, uh... because it, it it ends up being a really big part of the story. They, they essentially at this point they're now two two different people at this point. Right. They're yeah. they're separate people in in their own minds they even s- though they're the same person. Yeah, they but we'll it. get there because they're they're separate, which is why their scales can't be judged mm-hmm. until they become one. Which yeah. is when the door opens yeah. and they're allowed to go back to earth. Yeah, they also so, see a second sarcophagus, which we will get to about who that third personality might be, with someone else trapped inside before being greeted by a female hippopotamus headed figure. Which wouldn't you did, go open the sarcophagus? I mean they would, but I think they got like uh stops because they heard like commotion coming from No, they just walked past it, I remember. Or maybe they were scared, or maybe they knew like something was And then wrong they were about them. to walk through the door and then the hippopotamus appeared and then the episode ended and you're yeah. like Hi, hello. Hello. <laughs> and then they're all like, ah! Oh! <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so that, that, was the, that was the end of that episode. So, uh-huh. um, hidden details. The hospital in which Mark awakens after being shot by Harrow is chock full of hidden details, shouting out the rest of the series. Uh, but the biggest detail is all the characters who appear. You can spot Craw- uh, Crawley, Donna, Billy, Bobby, Layla, Harrow, and even Gus the Goldfish in the new roles in the mysterious hospital. Yes. Uh, it foreshadows uh, Layla's appearance in the hospital, holding a clue to her superpowered future. Uh, the bandage on her thumb features a tiny red doodle of a scarab. Perhaps you could even call it a scarlet scarab, uh-huh. which is the name of Layla's persona when she acts as the avatar of Tarawet. Yes. Uh, so bullcrap. Moving on to episode five, which is titled Asylum. So now we're officially in... That's not that's not Scarlet Scarab, is it? No, it's not. That's Blue Beetle, but he's red. This is the Scarlet Scarab, but I like to call her Golden Falcon. Well, it was a gender bend, I think. What? Scarlet Scarab was a gender bend. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is this Scarlet Scarab? Oh, I guess it is. Okay. Never mind. All yeah, right. like they, they changed it up and made some people mad, of course. I don't you know, care. But I mean, like, this is no, cool. She they, became Golden change, Falcon, bitch. She cha- they changed shit up and made her Scarlet Scarab. She, so. go- she Golden Falcon. She awesome. She fly. So, the hippopotamus-headed woman, this is episode 5, Asylum. The hippopotamus-headed woman is the Egyptian goddess Tarawet, who explains that Spectre and Grant are dead, and, and the psychiatric dead. hospital <laughs> is a boat sailing through the Duat, which is the Egyptian afterlife. By uh, the way, everybody's Duat is 
different. Oh no, not do I? But the the, the boat is different. So they're yes. seeing a psychiatric uh, so they're hospital. seeing a psychiatric hospital because that's what they're familiar with. Yes. Um, she's like, this is the first time I've ever seen this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> she did. I like Tara Wet. Uh-huh. She was a good character. Uh, so she wear she weighs their hearts on the scales of justice uh, to determine whether they can enter the field of reeds, which is like Valhalla. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's Valhalla and then there's hell. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And hell is getting stuck in the sands. It's stuck in the sand in the duat. Exactly. Uh, but the hearths uh, are imbalanced by hidden memories that suggest they explore together. Yeah, because like there's a bunch of hidden shit that both. I think hidden trauma. Yeah, really. Grant and Steven's hiding from himself, and and no, not Steven. Mark is hiding from I'm himself. I'm just surprised and that they Mark were even able to make Steven. it through these gates with the third personality being in there. Oh yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, how did they even make it through the gates? Because their heart really was not balanced. Maybe he came after the trauma. I mean, he was caused by trauma. Yeah, but maybe that personality came after that trauma. It came from a different trauma. Oh, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, um, where are we? Scales of justice, field of reeds. Their hearts are unbalanced by hidden memories that suggest they explore together. Grant sees a memory of Spectre's younger brother Randall, Randall. drowning, and Spectre's mother blaming him for it. It's a whole his mo- his, thing. It was his horrible. Mom, like honestly, like, they they pulled it off really well. The drama was like well written. Like I couldn't have done it better she, myself. She like, neglected him. Hardcore. It was it was bad. She blamed yeah. him for the death of her of his little brother. It was at the funeral that she like screamed at him and said, you, "You're the, you're the one who caused this. You're the one who caused him to die." Right. Yeah. And then she and he held him. on to that as a small <clears throat> child, and he just separated to so that he could be happier. Mm-hmm. And you watched the separation happen on the screen, mm-hmm. like where he was just like kind of rocking back and forth, super upset, and then all of a sudden he was super calm and he had a British accent. Covered his knees. Bless you. <clears throat> Bless you, good sir. Uh, anyway, uh, while Spectre shows Grant how he became Conchu's avatar, uh, so, like, the, there's drowning on one side, and then Grant, like, who uh, shows him how he became Conchu's avatar while on a mission with his partner, Bushman. 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 Who murdered Layla's father. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes this, uh, this dude. Spectre and Grant convinced Tarawet to help them return to the living world so they can stop her. Because she look, looks up in the sky and there's... <coughs> oh, God, man, nice. There is a bunch of uh, uh, souls just flying down into the duot. She's like, oh, uh, oh. Uh. Uh, like, she's like, normally I'll get like a, you know, a hundred an hour, but like right now. <laughs> this, is, this is a little too much. Right, exactly. There's just people dying all over the place. And then it, and then in the middle of this, it does flash back up onto Earth. Like, and mm. like Khonshu has a fight. Uh, like trying to escape, but we'll get there in a second. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he murdered Layla's father. So Spectre and Grant convinced Tarawet to help them return to the living, and she steers the boat towards the gate of Osiris. Spectre reluctantly explains that he unknowingly created Grant as a result of their so mother's abuse. So this is a whole thing where like we, it's culminated this up to a point where, uh, yeah. So <clears throat> Stephen was created. After the mother abuse, of course, but it's also because, like, one of the good things to get away from all of that that Mark found was this show. And I cannot remember the show's name, but it had a character called Stephen and Grant in it. The main character. The main character. And he was a a British um, archaeologist, essentially. 
uh, who would go on adventures and stuff like that. And he took that, and at some point he had a break as a kid, and he and he's he, like, I am this person. I am this person. I am now Stephen Grant and all that. And his mom just like freaked the fuck out and started beating him again. Yeah. Um. And apparent and of course Stephen, uh, not knowing any of this, he probably cut that off too. And that's why he believes, uh, his mother, uh, and talks to her too. I don't even think we get to that point yet. No, I don't even think they, they they even talk about the fact that his mother, he still talks to her, and she's actually dead. She See, actually that's, is See, that's dead. what I'm saying. They don't go back and forth with, with the Harrow thing, because I that's know. very introspective stuff uh-huh. that he's going about. The, it was the memory scene, specifically, jumping between the memories, and then they'd come out of the memories, but they'd be back with Arthur uh-huh. as the psychiatrist. Yeah, But yeah, no, her, um, Mark's mom is actually dead. And the whole time, uh, Stephen is talking to literally nobody. Yeah. Literally no one. He's just thinking <clears throat> of conversation in his own head. And he does, And now he has to deal with that he is a personality created from grief. And that sucks. He's like, I'm not real. Yeah. Like, he, he has a whole breakdown because of this. But uh, they, they convinced her to turn the boat around. And... Um, he, he reluctantly explains that he unknowingly created Grant as a result of his mother's abuse. Grant and Spectre reconcile with each other, but their scales fail to balance and hostile spirits attack them, dragging Grant into the duot where he turns into sand and the scales balance and Spectre finds himself in the field of reeds. Mm. He wakes up and he's just like, yeah, oh, no, this that place whole, is so calm. It is you know, very... Right? It's it is very a, cinematic. Very cinematic. It, it, gave me, it gave me Black Panther vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever he went to the afterlife to talk to his father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it gave me those vibes, but in a different culture. It's a, very, I mean? ni- it's a very nice scene. It I is a very it. nice scene. And that's something that I can really applaud Marvel on, is their ability to tell stories of that are that are not just about Caucasian people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, they aren't afraid to pick up an Egyptian show. Mm-hmm. They aren't afraid, you know, to, to pick up a show well, about it. A... <clears throat> With Marvel, you got superheroes from all over the place. Right. So like, like, of course... America and, Chavez. And although, you know what I mean? Like, and although some, of mo- a, a major- some of those characters didn't come until a little bit later, unfortunately. Oh, well, yeah. Time. Like, the, the Silver Age <laughs> of uh, comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was mostly just made by, you know, white males. Yeah, but, like, yeah, so, I mean... I, I could just type, I go to characters, and you'll just get, okay, cool. It just gives me these Whoa. ones. Because these ones are the most important. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, anyways. It's Morbin time. <clears throat> it's Morbin time. Anyways, getting, so let's get back to Moon Knight yeah, before yeah. anything. So, do you have anything Easter egg style for five? For episode five, I think I had a couple of things. So, there is another QR code. Uh Uh, and it's at 12 minutes exactly in the episode and uh you could scan the code and you could read moon knight number one which is the first solo series for the character um and then a cast shout out so when revisiting mark's uh, childhood memories we can spot some fun shout outs hidden in this bedroom you might notice a star wars a new hope poster by the door uh Uh, this references both mark's childhood room in the comics and serves as a reference oh yeah because he has a chewy that he gets throughout it serves to oscar isaac's role as poe dameron in uh the star wars films And then, um, if you fo- if you examine the Tomb Buster poster, Tomb Buster, Tomb Buster, that's, that's what, what it is. was. And you'll notice the name Doug Perlin. 
This name is a double reference to Doug uh, Mensch and Don Perlin, the creators of Moon Knight. Oh. Uh, also on the poster is a mention of Timely Atlas Studios, which is another double reference, uh, this time to Timely and Atlas, two early names for the comic book company that would one day become Marvel Comics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. It's nice, entrenched. Nice. It's entrenched in Marvel lore. You know uh, what I'm saying? They they really do a good job of putting these small details in there. But finally, we are on the last, last episode, episode titled "Gods, Gods and, and Monsters. Monsters," respectfully. And this one doesn't give a lot of detail, but we'll give our own detail. Um, basically, after the Fields Reed uh, thing, there's a whole fiasco where Haro is able to now finally free Amit. Uh, and basically, she is the al- uh, alligator lady. She's full-on alligator lady. She is a kaiju <clears throat> alligator lady. And these avatars now knowing what's going on after not believing in Steven telling the truth about the whole th- about Haro being wanting to free Amit. They're like, oh shit, this actually happened. And now they have to fight Amit. But apparently, her powers are too strong after being in prison. I guess. Uh, and yeah, she uh, kills the avatars of the other Egyptian gods pretty easily. Well, yeah, Hathor's <laughs> avatar Yatsil uh, uh, came back like and told her to go Layla specifically uh-huh. to break the Ushabti to release Khonshu. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Uh, but Which- it. Just continue, sorry. Yes. No, no, we, you were right, like, right there. Yeah, Layla finds Kanchu's Shabchi and releases him. Uh, but, he, of course, and then it cuts back. Uh, back right, to right. The, I was just adding more detail yes, because, yes, like, yes, they yes. didn't include they this. They don't include it. Uh, but, yes, uh, we're back into the Field of Reeds, and now Mark refuses to stay in the Field of Reeds because, of course, he doesn't feel like Steven deserved that fucking death. Right. Like, are you kidding me? I don't feel like I, I would want that for... My alternate personality, alternate which personality. is still a part of you. you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? he, just, he just threw that part of him away, essentially. And he was like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He wants both parts to be part of him. Uh-huh. Uh, and returns to the Duat to rescue uh, Steven, which I think Tarawet is like, uh, I'm not sure if we can do this, but right. I guess we'll try. Right. Uh, with she ta- Tokyo drifts that fucking boat. <laughs> <so that. laughs> with Tarawet's help, they escape through the gates of Osiris and awaken uh, in their body together as one again. Uh, Kanchi rebonds with them because now he is released, restoring their powers. Uh, Layla discovers that Amat can be bound by multiple avatars and agrees to become the temporary avatar of Tarawet. uh, The hippo. The hippo. Exactly. Uh, And yes, they join uh, Mark... Steven and Kanchu in fighting Haro and Amit, Amit, and they go. They just jump over this the whole scene. So yes, with the kaiju battle. So Kanchu and Amit. I felt like I need a hero. Grow to giant sizes and fight over Egypt in the night. It was like it was like the gingerbread scene from Shrek. Whenever it was a giant gingerbread Uh man, Uh and I need a hero was playing in the background. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And people of Egypt and of Cairo could see all this, and they were like. Uh, uh, okay. There's no men in black service that gonna make that go away. Uh, uh, uh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. And while this is happening, uh, Stephen and Mark are fighting Haro, and he's kissing their ass. By the way, yeah. So uh, Haro overpowers both of them, uh, but they experience a blackout during this, and they somehow defeat Haro. And yeah, no, he just dead, completely dead. By the way, they that's, just wake up and he's dead. That 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 cane that he had turned into an axe. And that axe at the end of that whole uh, blackout, it was in their hand, 
and the 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 blade of that axe was in Haro's head. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, awesome. And both of them did not know what the fuck just happened. I hope season two comes back, like after they all discover like that Jake Lockley exists. You know what I mean? That they go back and fill in the blanks on every single fucking thing That'd that cool. that Jake had actually been doing behind the scenes, That'd like while cool. they were asleep. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, they defeat Haro, uh, Spectre and Layla seal Almet in Haro's body, imprisoning her. And Kanchu urges Spectre to execute Haro. And oh yeah, no, he's not dead. So like they like he just trapped Almet inside of Haro. Yeah, he he they had the blade to his head. I don't think it was sticking in his head. It wasn't sticking. If it was sticking in his head, that'd be pretty hardcore for Disney. But you know what? Uh, I digress. Uh, we've seen pretty hardcore stuff from the boys. Uh, first three episodes. We'll talk about that eventually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kanchu urges Spectre to uh, execute Haro and Amit. Uh, Mark refuses and orders Kanchu to release him and Steven from their service. Basically, he says, "Okay, I will." Uh, the and yeah, they basically are, and the the pair find themselves in a quote unquote hospital where they reject the vision and choose their own new life, protecting the world. So yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and in that's not the end though. In a mid credit scene though, Haro is killed by Haro was brought out of the psychiatric ward that he is put in, uh, and he's put in this nice white uh, limo. Kanchu is, of course, in the back seat in a nice... He's actually in a nice suit this time instead of those dusty robes that he wears. Uh, and he's like, I want. I know I uh, released uh, Stephen and Mark, but I would like you to meet Jake Lockley, who is now driving the car. And he speaks in a different language, of course. And he just executes Hara right then and there. No, in the blink- back of no the blinking. He was like, oh. Yeah, in the back of the seat. And that's the end of that. And, of course... This is, like, leading it up to, oh, maybe there's more. And I feel like, of course, there's going to be more. So, leading into that, the Easter eggs for episode six mostly are coming through the end credits. Um, There is a final QR code, and this is the most important QR code, in my opinion, because I think this is a predictor. Um, And it features a free copy of Moon Knight Annual Number 1, which features a battle against Kang the Conqueror. So, uh, yeah, mic drop right there. And then uh, uh, with some Marvel history, Uh the end credits don't just hold the final QR code. Uh, You can spot a shout out to another influential figure in Moon Knight's history. Uh, And the hospital that Arthur leaves at the end is called the Sinkowitz Psychiatric Hospital. And it's uh, owed to comic book artist Bill Sinkowitz, who developed the signature look and tone of Moon Knight during the character's first comic book series. Yep. So... I yeah. understand. I'm looking at the critical reception like graph, and I see that the episode X is much lower than the rest. I understand why because it left it off in like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Which if like, they had more, then it would just be like just like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like away. I feel like just a little bit more. Like, but then again, like like they were saying, they were only wanted a limited series. This was definitely a experimental try into something different. Yeah, and big time. They, yeah. And I think that they pulled it off. I think they pulled it off if it was in the right direction and it gives them a good go ahead to try more of this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I want, I want I want more MA, I want more R. Uh-huh. 
So that is Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Thank you for listening past the chant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, this isn't our only episode this weekend. We have another one that deals with split personalities. Yeah, You'll that hear... one actually. It's the split personality weekend, yeah. guys. Yeah, <laughs> making up for the last two weekends that we missed. Anyways, uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> It seems as if you have done it. <clears throat> done what you ask? Hmm. Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.